You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is our weekly Tigers chat with the great Jason Backbeck. Uh, very erratic season for the Tigers. Uh, they've, they won. Uh, I think last time we talked, they had won something like 8 of 11. Now they've lost 4 of 5. Just been a streaky ball club, and a lot of that comes down to the offensive streakiness. I think uh, Osmus even called it a... Uh, Excuse me, Brad Osmus called it a, a bit of an epidemic, the ups and downs of the offense. What, what have you made the way the season has played out so far? It seems to be kind of a, a week-by-week thing. Yeah, it's one of those where, honestly, you know, thinking about it last night, I know, you know, it, we would talk a lot about Justin Upton and, you know, guys like that, and J.D. Martinez even struggling a bit. But I think all in all, you know, a lot of the games come down to, you know, if they if they have Miguel Cabrera hitting and they have Victor Martinez hitting in the middle of the order, they usually have enough to get some runs across. But when Miggy doesn't hit, it seems like they struggle to get hitters going around him. It, it almost seems like the struggle spreads. And it shouldn't be that way. I think part of the reason you build a lineup like this is that you have some support where it doesn't feel like Cabrera has to do it all, but but in some ways, it's it's uh, feeling a little bit like the uh, 2010 Tigers, where if Cabrera doesn't hit, there's just not enough around them to to produce enough when when really there is. Yeah, there is. There ought to be. Um, you know, one guy who's, who's obviously not a focus when it comes to the offense, and yet his struggles really jump off the page back uh, Jose Iglesias uh, 215-259-268 slash line that is an adjusted OPS plus of 47 which for the uninitiated 100 is league average so this is less than half of league average basically um, you know this is a guy who's an all-star last season uh, obviously not uh, again not a middle of the order bat or anything like that but a, a solid offensive contributor and, you know, this season he's just been invisible. What do you make of Iglesias' struggles? Well, he's he, – I mean, the, the short time I've covered him – now, granted, you know, there was a lost 2013 – or, excuse me, a lost 2014 season did an injury. But he's kind of been one, one of those guys who's put together strong half seasons, and then the, the bats kind of faded. Usually that better half, though, has been the first half. Um here, I don't know if we're looking at things going reverse and he's going to pick it up in the second half or not, but uh, I haven't looked up the numbers, but I'm betting if you go back to last year's All-Star break and go forward and look closer to like a full season going on second half last season, first half so far this season, that the numbers are, are, are pretty similar to, to a pretty big struggle there. And that's got to concern them. Um He's never going to be like a big impact offensive player. That's why they bat him down there near the bottom of the order. Um, but he should be able to do more on balls put in play than, than he has. And I, I think that's, yeah. I mean, it was it was the reason why you know they, they couldn't live with Anthony Ghost in the uh, in the regular lineup it was that it was just too much of a drain, even if you bat him down near the bottom of the order. And I think. For this lineup where there's enough production in that top third, you know, top four or five spots 
where you kind of like that nine spot to be almost like a second-type leadoff guy once you uh, reset the lineup around. Yeah, they need more out of that. They need more base runners on for Kinsler when he's going right. They need more base runners on for that J.D. Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, Victor Martinez trio. Yeah, I took you up on your uh, on your offer there, but going back to the All-Star break in 2015, Iglesias has a 6.09 OPS, and you compare that with uh, in, in the first half of 2015, he had a 7.37 OPS. So obviously things have uh, trended the wrong way for uh, a large sample now. So uh, elsewhere, back uh, let's talk about the rotation a little bit. Um, the latest on Jordan Zimmerman, he missed his last start with a groin strain, but sounds like they'll be getting him back very soon. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good situation for them. Um, you know, right now they're targeting a Friday return, which would allow them to set up a uh, and they haven't they haven't uh, set in stone yet, but at least gives them the opportunity to set up a, a rotation with Zimmerman and Verlander for that first series against the White Sox uh, this coming weekend in Detroit. And I think that they would like that type of uh, situation, you know, given the uh, type of pitching they'll most likely see from the Chicago side. Uh, but uh, all indications are that the uh, groin strain that sidelined them is pretty much a non-factor right now. So they have to feel pretty confident about at least getting him back to full health. Now the key is going to be, can he pick up where he left off pitching wise? And uh, Shane Green, I know he's uh, getting close to returning from his blister issues, but uh, what's your best guess, Beck? Do you think he'll return in the rotation or the bullpen? You know what? That That's an intriguing uh, situation for me to watch. You know, that, to me, might be the most intriguing thing about this team right now, is that where do you put Shane Green, given a bullpen who struggles, if popped up again? I know the debate, uh, you know, kind of festered Monday night over – did Brad Ausmus leave Justin Verlander in one or two batters too many? And I think my counter was if you've watched the way the bullpen has pitched over you know the last week or so, or you know more specifically the previous couple of days, you know it, it's tough not to leave Verlander in for longer. Um, you know until you absolutely have to take him out. Um, you know, right now it's. It's a bullpen where the, the pieces are better than, than what the combinations are, are coming up. You know, Alex Wilson's struggling. Justin Wilson is still trying to figure things out there. You know, Mark Lowe has had encouraging stretches, and then you know he gives up an add-on run there the other day in Oakland. Uh, you can see situations where they could really use Shane Green. If you go back to that extra inning game, in Miami way back at the start of the season and what he did for them, uh, you know, pitching out of the bullpen the next year in it. If you believe that he picks up velocity and that he has the temperament to work out of the bullpen and, and pitch in some pretty tight situations, it's awfully tempting to put him in there and give yourself even more depth there in the late innings, plus a guy who can cover – you know, two or three innings if you need them. And then the other element I'd have to imagine that uh, could play in that decision is Michael Fulmer and what he's doing in the rotation. Uh, one run on seven hits over his last 14 and two-thirds innings over uh, two starts. There's a guy who's starting to settle in at the big league level, so you could see where that could impact uh, decision-making as far as the uh, the composition of the rotation. 
Yeah, and uh, it would be one thing if he was struggling and you felt like he needed repetitions at Toledo to figure things out, but I think you can make a pretty strong case that the way he's going right now and what they're having him focus on, you know, specifically working on that changeup and getting it to, to be a bigger part of his arsenal and getting major league hitters to be honest on it, I think you can make the case that he's better off facing major league hitters and getting reactions from them, at least right now, and kind of getting a better uh, gauge on how effective that off-speed pitch is for him compared to, to what he would most likely face against AAA guys. All right. Uh, so, in general, Beck, I, I think the way this works out is next week when we talk, the Tigers will be red hot and uh, possibly on top of the division because that seems the way – the way the season goes. I think these podcasts kind of uh, alternate with the, uh, the the Tigers themselves. I think we've been as erratic as they have. Yeah, it, it seems like it's, you know, it, it's either world leaders or, or complete and utter apocalypse uh, <laughs> that we've been talking about from week to week. All right, well, we look forward to a, uh, a happier tone than a week from now. I want to thank uh, Beck for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.